0: To swap in joysticks, it is the 17th of the 7th, 17th of July, uh, 2023. I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, and joined at the hip,
1: Ed Night. You wish.
0: Huh, wouldn't be joined at the hip. How are we doing? This is Ed Nightingale, my fabulous co-host.
1: Thank you. Fabulous.
0: And welcome to everybody that is joining us, maybe for the first time, or possibly the second time. After seeing us uh, or seeing our interview with Ben Starr last week. Mm. Um, for those of you who are new, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. This is a how would you describe this podcast?
1: It's a great podcast. It's okay, a Okay, really, great. Thank you for selling it. you it's sold a really it so well. Professional podcast oh. um where we talk about video games and gay stuff and streaming and so, all the good things in life.
0: Yeah, I mean, what else could you want? Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, normally if anybody is new, we are we go and chat about what we've been playing, and then we look at the news uh, and just kind of chat shit about that. But it has been a quite busy week, so we are going to be talking about TwitchCon, Gamescom yes. coming up, and Develop Conference in Brighton just before going into our games. How's your well? Because it's been technically a week and a half because we did the interview with Ben uh, just shortly after the previous podcast went up. Yes, so it has been a little bit of a, a gap because yeah because it was so early but yeah how and does... also
1: we were in paris for twitchcon last weekend which is when we usually record um so yes that's why there's been a bit of a gap but I think, uh, yeah, yeah
0: i think in future when we do do when we do do when we do do um oh we, when we do have kind of a busy weekend we'll record it beforehand so it'll still go out monday morning uh, uh, am i going to hold you to that now you
1: can hold whatever you want except that oh that was his knee <laughs> um you I wish. Yeah. Uh. I I am feeling pretty exhausted at the moment, to be honest. It's been a long week. We've been very busy. We were in Paris last weekend for TwitchCon, which started off with getting up at five AM mm-hmm. in order to get on a Eurostar. We had a really lovely but tiring day walking around Paris on Monday. We've had develop this week. Um, what is develop? I um, it is a games conference, but for the industry, um, and it's based in Brighton.
0: Yeah, lots of developers, publishers are there as well. It's very industry. There's like there are. I I think I saw. I don't think how many influencers I saw. I think I saw one, but they were also in the industry as well, so they weren't really. Yeah, it's not
1: really an influencer thing. It's, not at all. It's, there's a lot of media, a lot of PR. Um, it's a chance for there. It's it's a conference basically full of talks about gaming and about yeah. the industry. And I think it's particularly helpful for indie developers and smaller up and coming developers to sort of learn more about the industry, learn more about the craft of making games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a chance for press to meet those people um, and and interview them about stuff.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. There was a whole stand on like farming simulator. And I was dying to just go and sit and have a chat about it, but uh, they seemed pretty busy. Oh. But no, I had to add some really cool chats. But let's go, let's go and um, back to the start. Yeah, I think I'm finally not exhausted anymore because I was like last. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, you are because it's you because had I... like four hours sleep last night. Well, yeah,
1: and I stayed up um, on Thursday night to Platinum Final Fantasy 16. which we will s- talk about, which we will. So I have not helped myself here at all. No.
0: Whereas I, yeah, we did go sleep about four o'clock a.m. <laughs> this morning, but. We both woke up around about like 10 or something, but then I went back to sleep and had like two hours of extra sleep. And honestly, I think those two hours have got me from knocking at death's door to actually having caught up with all my stuff from... Because yeah, I mean, TwitchCon, yeah. Develop, I was going to call it GamesCon, but that's the other one. Uh, Develop, plus like, yeah, going and having a nice dinner party at a friend's house last night. It's just been exhausting. Um, But now I think I feel energized. I don't, but no. I have had a lot of coffee today. So you're powering through. You're a trooper. Yes, exactly. Um, but it is, I mean, we are recording the although yeah, we do record this on Sunday night, it goes out Monday morning. Um as soon as this as soon as we finish recording this, you're going straight to bed. Sleepy time. Exactly. Um but yeah so how was TwitchCon for you?
1: It was all right. Um no it was re- it was really good. Um it was the second time that I've been uh, last year was Amsterdam which was good. I feel like last year was really, really busy. Last yeah. year everybody was there because it was the first one since the pandemic. Loads of people wanted to to meet their communities. Um a lot of communities grew during the pandemic. They did I mean, grew from
0: zero, quite a lot of them. There were some there's so many people we've met who were like Twitch partners, really, you know, huge. And they're like, Oh yeah, I just started streaming in the pandemic. Yeah. And it's like, Oh wow. So yeah, TwitchCon was literally the first well TwitchCon Amsterdam was the first con you got to meet people that they've got four hundred average viewers now and they gained those during the pandemic or they grew that during the pandemic and yeah now they're they go to one of these things and it's like wow this this didn't exist a few years ago. So Amsterdam was
1: incredibly busy for that yeah. reason. There were so many people I feel like Paris by comparison was a bit quieter. I also feel and like I was, liked that.
0: Yeah I feel like it was people a lot of people meeting friends that they had met before at Paris, whereas maybe I think Amsterdam was a lot
1: of meeting people for the first time. And it was for me as well. Yeah. Same, same. Um, I also feel like it was better organized Paris, Hmm. maybe like from Twitch's side. Yeah. I think they having done Amsterdam sort of knew a bit better what to do and what works and what doesn't work, uh, and what panels work. Um, Uh so I feel like it was just better organized, um, which was, which was lovely.
0: Yeah, so we got there on the Friday. I headed off to the partner party, which was sweaty. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I got to the so the partner party was at the like the top floor. Of... For, for those who don't know what partner party is, Twitch partners they all get invited to a party, exclusive party,
1: a really wanky exclusive yeah. <laughs> thing to show off about all their well, followers. The thing is,
0: Twitch partners don't necessarily know a lot of other Twitch partners, so there's a lot of people going there on their own because you're not allowed to bring a plus one so there's a lot of people going like oh my god thankfully thank god I know you <laughs> I know somebody like who was I talking to before oh it was uh, Maragnetic who, I, who we met in the queue to get our passers uh, which was just after oh no it was was it during or after the time you put lipstick on by mistake during during yeah so I was chatting to with Maragnetic and Ned put on some lip balm that they'd they given gave,
1: they gave everyone a bag with some goodies in which included something called lip cream and I thought oh I could do with some lip balm so I slathered it on. And it, it, was it was bright red. It was bright red. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, you look dashing. Thank um, you. I might wear it
1: more often. Just yeah. around the house.
0: The house. The hoose. Makes it go Scottish as well. I don't know why I did that. Um, and, yeah, um, I spoke yeah. to Margaret. and I was like, oh, thank God you're going as well. So luckily she sent me a message when she was there. And I, I, as soon as I got in, I was, yeah, looking for her. But yeah, it was at the top floor. And honestly, next year, could we have TwitchCon somewhere colder? Because it was boiling. It was in the top, top floor. And I actually went to the – the because it was also the place where – I think it was the partner lounge. It was the same location. Um, so Because I went there a little bit, like, uh, the next day, I think it was, and it was about 10% of the people in there, and it was still warm. So it was – but it was so hot. Like, I was dr- – genuinely, I drank. I was having a drink, and halfway through, I thought, I'm probably going to have to go after this because I, I cannot stand it. Like and they had a balcony. So they had big windows and, you know, the sun was shining in and they had a balcony. And a lovely view. And a lovely view of the Eiffel Tower. Um, and I was like, okay, let's go out on the balcony. Get, you know, at least if it's warm, we can get some fresh air. Went out and it was even hotter because it was directly in sunlight.
1: So it was like, what, 33 degree heat? Yeah. Most of the weekend?
0: But with just no air and just full of Twitch streamers. Um, and it was nice because I got to... Hot air. Hot, full of hot air. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was where all the hot air was coming from. Wow. 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 Um, so I don't. I'm I, kidding. Yeah, it was great seeing a bunch of friends there, and we got uh, the thing is you go in, you know, you know one person, maybe or you arrange to meet one person, and then eventually you start recognizing people, and you get a little group of you, I and think everybody you know sticks more people together than you think you do. You do, yeah. Um, I mean, a shout out to literally everybody that saw, like Evo, uh, Saria, Psyche, Joseph here. So many people. Um, we were just hanging out with. I did ask for a um what do you ask for um bucks fizz because somebody was like oh i've got orange juice and champagne i was like oh that's bucks fizz i'm like yeah just what i just got So i was like great i'm gonna get one so i went there Can i have a bucks fizz and he was like yeah what is that so uh <laughs> i worked i was like just orange juice and champagne and i think it was champagne or it's probably you know i'm sure it was
1: what? well actually you're in paris yeah so probably in paris. it probably was not prosecco
0: yeah it it is probably like the nasty champagne okay. uh but, it, it, you know, when you're watering it down with orange juice, it's fine. I'm sure there's some people who
1: can be like, what? How dare you put champagne with orange juice? See, I'm totally down for that. But that for me is is a breakfast drink. That's not a... Yeah, that's, that's Christmas morning. Evening. Christmas yeah. morning you have that. But it, I...
0: No, because... Well, the thing is, i would had about four beers because the beers were really cold. And I was just like, okay, if I drink a bunch of these, it will cool my body temperature. And it did. And it got a little bit cooler later on. But it just... It was a... Like, you could not hear a single thing couldn't hear a single bit of the music that was going on because it was just people talking in a like a square room it wasn't even like last time they had uh, the panel party in amsterdam was in this nice restaurant by the canal there was an outside like most of it was an outside area it was all like kind of with plants and it was beautiful and the food and everything was great this year just felt a bit kind of an afterthought which you know, fine. Ooh, ooh. Poor yeah. partners. Not I mean, the drinks were party. all free as well, and I did. Oh, I did have a drink, and well, after a few drinks, did I, you
1: embarrass yourself?
0: Not embarrass myself, but uh, so Dan Clancy, the CEO of Twitch, was there. Um, of course, of course, Nespa, and he was walking around a bit, and he didn't walk over to where we were, but as we were leaving, I could see he was like chatting to a couple of people. So I just like stood next to him because I was like, I want to say hello. So I stood next to him, but it was like a really awkward kind of minute, minute and a half of me just standing there and slurring your words I, I did well, well when I spoke I did I was like oh thank you very good I'm really glad that you do the charity stuff thank you very, you do you know you, the charity button on Twitch is really good for us because I was there for Great Ormond Street you were I like, thank you. no but the thing is I wanted to bring that up because I know that they've laid off their entire charity division oh you were being shady I was being incredibly shady well Great. not shady but I was also I wanted to like say hey charity is important
1: I mean I'm proud
0: of you Ben thanks that's my investigative type thing always be shady if you can be shady yeah but um no he was like he, he just gave the most kind of CEO oh thank you very much I'm glad you're here you had a you know having a great time I'm glad on.
1: y'all having a great time
0: well he is American so <laughs> therefore he does sound like that <laughs> um so, yeah, that was that was uh, Dan Clancy and the partner party. Well, you and- got
1: another exclusive thing on Friday, which was access to the loot cave. And Ooh. I say that because you are currently wearing the most repulsive T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. How dare
0: you? You've seen the other T-shirts i got. It's not... That's true. Yeah. Um. It is a T-shirt that says TwitchCon Paris 2023 in like small Times New Roman or whatever. And then below... Is that Times New Roman? Ariel?
1: I don't know. It's just... An incredibly basic font where someone didn't even bother to change it. It's just the default font in In a Word document (laughs) in black. And then they have photoshopped underneath a croissant. Yes. That's what I love about it. This is cool, though. It's not. It's like a bad Photoshop job on a T-shirt. It cost me 38 euros. 38 euros for that piece of shit. Yeah. It's great. Maybe you're just too old. You don't get it. I'm too old. Yeah. Do you know what I would like to get? What? Is an actual croissant to eat for about £2.
0: Well, you had enough, although you spent most of the time in
1: McDonald's. Oh, God. Literally three days in Paris and there was, oh, no, first two days of Paris and it was two McDonald's and two, or was it three Paul sandwiches? I was like, this is not what I came to Paris for. I came here for good food and patisserie and I've ended up in McDonald's twice.
0: And you didn't even get to like try any of their special things. I did get a DJ Cool or whatever that was.
1: Oh, yes. You want the the
0: muck burger? Yeah, no, it's like the same.
1: It's literally tastes the mm-hmm.
0: same. So how was it on Saturday? Because you had a little walk around yard. Well, the panel was on Saturday.
1: Well, why are you asking me? You were the one on the panel.
0: Well, you were watching it. How was it on the from the other side? Terrible.
1: Oh. Um, no, it was it was wonderful. It was some very lovely people on that panel. Um, and you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Um, so the real, the real tea about this panel really is that last year there was an LGBT panel and it was fucking awful. It, it was a load of Minecraft idiots saying, I'm gay. And then they're, fans cheering them and it was not insightful or particularly interesting at all. Um, I think they
0: wanted something similar this year as well, but they gave it to us. Good. Um, but it, yeah, it good. was, but they called it something like LGBTQI plus, uh, Minecraft. This, uh, Minecraft chat or fireside chat or whatever but it was literally just yeah people really popular Minecraft streamers saying I mean I've said this before on previous podcasts but some previous the really popular Minecraft streamers you know what they do they do really well it's incredible congratulations to them but it was them just saying oh yeah I came out and all my fans were really happy for me and then it is like,
1: definitely not the experience of yeah. the vast vast majority of LGBT so streamers like, on so Twitch so
0: they've not experienced hate raids they don't experience kind of people just shunning them for you know, their identity, they, like, the amount of stuff that they don't experience, it wasn't a very representative panel of, like, for the normal person. It was mainly just a Minecraft meet and greet.
1: So this year, we had you and other people um, putting on a really great panel, genuinely really great panel, um, with much more insightful questions, and you actually talked about your experience of being queer on Twitch. Genuinely, what is your authentic experience of that, how can allies help, um, and and how can they be supportive of the community, which I think is a really important addition?
0: Yeah, I, I think that is important, and I made sure that that was asked. Because um, well, so for those that you who don't know, so after the panel last year, I said like, you know, oh this was so bad, let's go and make one, let's go and submit one for the following year, so we don't have that again. And lo and behold, I actually held up my, you know, I actually did what I said I was going to do, which is quite rare. It is. Um, Although I was reminded, so at like 11pm, like an hour before the deadline, Dona sent me a message saying like, hey, have you applied yet? I was like, oh, fucking hell. And um, so I actually did it the following morning. So it was about, you know, it was past the deadline, um, but I sent it off. But apparently so many people did. but lots of applications went in after the deadline. And so they, yeah, they said, great. And Psyche was an incredible host, but also a panelist. So she was, because she was actually on the panel. And then they were like, oh, she's going to be the host. So And you were like, What? This is
1: my show? How very dare you. Well I was a bit like, wait, I thought wait, why
0: <laughs> I thought that they just picked someone random from the panel to be the host. And I was like, Okay, sh- sure, but I mean I but it's submitted she's it. All. Ambassador. It's because she's the ambassador and she was hosting a lot of them as well. Um, because all of the panels needed a host. And actually when I'm there when you're there, you go, Oh yeah, no, that works. They need a host. Mm. You really need a host. You can't just necessarily have four or five people sat at the desk kind of talking between each other because I mean, that's not really a panel. That's just a chat. Um, so that was, yeah. So she was br- brilliant, and yeah, and I and she like we'd had a few um, like one to one chats to make sure we got all the questions right. But yeah, one of them I wanted to ask was, yeah, if there are people in the audience who are allies and they were just there because they wanted to make their place or their um, stream a safe or a, like a welcoming place for LGBT people and half like so many people put their hands up must be like over a quarter of the people in there there. was a
1: big crowd as well we should say like there was a big crowd for this and it was straight after the opening ceremony Mm. but there was a big crowd a lot of people were interested in that which is great it's like thank you to everyone who showed up yes no honestly
0: thank you it was because i went in and i thought oh this is a big room um because there were like three wings to it there was like Mm. yeah there was the main bit in front and then the two bits to the side and yeah by the end of it there were well over 100 people in there
1: um and online there were i think five thousand. yeah it was streamed was it on the front page it, i believe yeah it must have been on the front page and can people still go back and watch this now
0: they can and i actually that reminds me i do need to upload i'm going to upload it to youtube um because it's part it's like two hours into an eight hour past broadcast but luckily Does stuff has recorded it and i'll be uploading it to uh to youtube so if you do want to watch it you can Excellent. And then I was so happy because that was done, and then I could be like, okay, now I can relax, because that was at twelve, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was at twelve. It finished by one, and it was great. And honestly, like some, like four or five people ran. Well, no, even more than that. Actually, like just would come up to me, and go, oh, you know the panel. Yeah, we were at the panel yesterday. Did you know it was really, really good? I was, yeah, just really
1: positive feedback. Really Who positive. Would have yeah, that
0: that's a nice thing. Yeah, constructive, negative. No, don't want it. Just, just give me positivity. It was lovely. It was great. Stroke my ego. I was even at the... Because uh, we went to... stroke the, the, the ego. We, yes. Now you can stroke the knee. Uh, well, I even went to like a charity dinner from Tiltify on the Saturday night. And there was somebody there. I was like, oh, yeah, I was in that panel. It was really good. And uh, I... Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for stroking my ego. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, that was me. You tell us all about you because you've had interviews, exclusives. You've Uh, had
1: articles made from this? Well, I wouldn't say exclusive. Well, I suppose it is exclusive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody else had it. You're right. You're right. Mm. Um, Yeah, I was there from a journalistic uh, capacity as media. So I got to speak to Jeremy Forrester, who is VP of product. So did I. And I also spoke to Mary Kish, who is head of community. She also hosted the opening ceremony. So I had a couple of interviews with them. And got to put some questions to them about a lot of different topics, some of which are already up in articles that you can read on Eurogamer. Don't look at the comments. Don't yeah, don't look at the ones. Um so they announced a few things at the opening ceremony, which we should say actually. Um they are doing a discovery feed. So everyone's clips will be you can tag them as featured, and then they will be added to this discovery feed, which is basically tiktok but they said it's not competing with tiktok but it basically is so you can scroll through lots and lots of short clips of streamers and then click through that to go to their stream so it's a way of finding new streamers to watch by looking at their clips which is a very good idea
0: i feel like if you go back to kind of like one of the earlier podcasts we've done i'm sure at one point we've talked about it i've mentioned and been like this would be a great idea if they did this because it's just a really easy way to find people but you can scroll through people and you can click on someone's stream and they're kind of, you know, picking their nose, leveling up a Diablo character or putting like choosing the correct armor. But like these clips will show like the highlights from those and you'll be able to see
1: kind of the essence of what the best bits of those streams are like. Um we'll see how the algorithm works out, but in theory, it's a good idea. Yeah. They are also adding stories. So whenever you're offline, you can add a story, a bit like Instagram, basically. Yeah. So it's a way of engaging with your community whilst you're not actually streaming through Mm. both of these new things. And it's very much a mobile first um, way of thinking. It's a way of engaging with people's communities. It's kind of competing with social media, even though Jeremy told me, no, we're definitely not, but Mm. it kind of is. And it's a way of cutting back also allowing streamers to cut back on their streams because people stream so much because mm. they have to have that constant engagement. And actually, if you can just do a quick story for a day, that is still engaging your community in some ways, letting them know that you're around, you're yeah. still there, but you're not having to do a super long stream. And that I think is going to be very good for people's mental health on the platform. And, and you know, good for their content out. as well. Yeah. So it's a nice variety. They also announced some extra stuff for guest star, so you can now basically do a joint stream. Yeah. And some other bits and pieces that I can't remember. So they announced that in the opening ceremony. Um, I wrote a piece on that. Yeah. When um, I,
0: yeah. And I actually had a meeting as well. So we had a roundtable on the Saturday about Guest Star. Because they they emailed me and say, hey, you've used Guest Star. And I see you're going to TwitchCon. Would you like to be part of this roundtable with the CEO, Dan Clancy, and two executives, which one of them was uh jeremy forrester and i expected it to be like 30 people 40 people and we got there and there were just eight of us like eight streamers
1: exclusive
0: i know i was like oh this is small there was a drag queen in the corner putting makeup on that's how Great. small the room was it was like a small little room and a drag queen like in a tiny well putting on some amazing makeup uh that they, they were putting makeup on don't speak about donor like that <laughs> i think donor takes an hour <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, donor, oh, by the way, with that panel coming in 30 minutes late was amazing. And then she was like, Oh, yeah, I've been rushing for the last 20 minutes. I was like, Oh, so you'd have been 10 minutes late anyway. Uh, donor's great though, donor's amazing. And we'll, we've got some future content with that mm-hmm. in October. Um, but yeah, no, there was, there was somebody doing that, putting on makeup, and yeah, a couple of things that so yeah, it was awesome. It was all about guest star, how it's used, Etc etc et, cetera, et cetera. There's some really interesting people
1: on there. Are you allowed to say what you talked about?
0: Uh, sure, there's nothing that really exciting about the guest star stuff, but I will mention the the two questions I asked about tags and emotes. Although I didn't ask the emote one, but I could report that. The tag thing, because I mentioned that there are just so many tags that they don't... Like, there's so many like multiple tags. For example, LGBTQ, there's LGBTQIA, LGBT, LGBT... I mean, obviously, you know, queer and LGBT plus is different. Uh, you know, some people don't want to be labeled as queer they prefer others so there are so many different things but like if you change the b to a, a lowercase b in lgbt that's a different tag for some reason um so i'd mentioned that it wasn't to jeremy it was the third person i said oh the other the person that was not the ceo or jeremy and yeah it was, and he it was interesting because he was like oh yeah no yeah we can do that we can get rid of the
1: but unfortunately tags so basically have... they won't be case sensitive
0: they won't be case sensitive, but they did say that this was very, very low down on their list of like things that they want uh, and that things are, that they've got to do. And
1: uh, well, let's hope it's easy and they can just tick it off quickly.
0: You'd think so, but I don't think it will be easy. Nothing's uh, easy when you've got a platform that big. Uh, and the other one was somebody brought up the fact that we don't have any hype trainer moats because hype trainer moats train there haven't been any in about two years. I can't remember when the last one was. Wow. Yeah, it has been a long, long time and also like the seasonal emotes so pride used to have the set of emotes There used to be emotes for just like halloween and i don't i think and some well christmas whatever so lots of stuff like that and everybody was like yeah i know we miss them we, we, they're great and i pointed out i was like you know genuinely when they come out you get hype trains everybody gets hype trains when these come out because everybody wants them so you, you can make more money. Would you like to make more money? If you want to make more money... It's an easy one, do it. It's an easy one, just go to an artist, pay an artist. So you're doing that as well, you're helping out that. Pay an artist to make some new emotes. And like, yeah, if you don't want people to just have a comp. I mean, what does it matter if people have got like a thousand emotes to choose from that they can use? Great, that's wonderful. But like, you could make them seasonal and they come back later if you really, really want to get rid of them. But just having those really, you know is going to benefit the uh, like Twitch and the people's experience, especially with these hype trains. And yeah, Dan was like, oh, Jeremy, write that down. Um, so if that does happen and we do get more, you can thank everybody at that uh, roundtable.
1: Thank you, Ben. No problem. Thank you. You're very welcome. So two other articles that I've written up already that you can read on Eurogamer. One of them is about the Pride team mm. and the support slash lack of support from Twitch to support Pride and make Pride the best that it can be.
0: I was on that team. You, um, that you team. didn't ask me about it, but if you'd like no. my opinion, no, oh. I, I totally agree. I think it was with Psyche who said it was good for networking. Like I got to yep. know, I got to meet Warwick, Yona. Uh, those two, are, you know, and I'm sure there are actually more that I've forgotten about that i had gone through the Pride team and clicked on to follow and and stuff. So I, those two, I met because of that. So yeah, it was great from that. But yeah, not part of visibility or any other thing really
1: um mary did say that she would very much like to have a new guild for the lgbt community so there is a guild for women there is a guild for the black community there is a guild for latin and hispanic community Mm. but there is not one for the lgbt community and that i think is probably going to be her next one if she's allowed to She's also heard that a lot of people would like a disability guild. So that is also potentially one. Yes. So that's what she told me just saying. Uh. So I wrote about that. And I also wrote about the Partner Plus program, which a lot of partners are not very happy with because the criteria is too high. And it's very difficult to hit that threshold to actually get the higher revenue split. So I read about that as well, which, again, I put to Mary to see her point of view on that. I will have another piece coming out later this week, which is more about the future of Twitch. Um, what What's happened in the last year? What's worked? What hasn't? Where are we at? What's the future? So that's going to be a nice long read. So look out for that this week. Brilliant. So that was my weekend, basically, was doing those interviews, speaking to streamers, and then just having fun and seeing people and watching the drag show, which we should talk about. Yeah, firstly. that was
0: brilliant. Yeah, like I said, my, my weekend was... Because after that panel, I was like, okay, back into work mode, because work sent me there. I worked for Great Armor Street Charities, the gaming and streaming exec. Gaming and streaming exec. So I just, yeah, it was half of it was kind of going and speaking to other streamers and saying, hey, we've got an event going on in October. Can I talk to you about them? And now I'm going to have to find their emails because Twitter has removed the ability to send private, uh, DMs to people if, unless annoying. you're verified, annoying. which is really annoying. And yeah, the other half was talking to some companies about, hey, do you want to be part of this or do you want to be part of gosh and got some really exciting plans and yeah i need to follow them. i'm actually going to follow them up this week because everybody was hit, like absolutely like jam-packed with uh, stuff last week so yeah this week i'll be reaching
1: out to a bunch of people hopefully we'll uh, get some balls rolling mm, very nice mm. speaking of balls um oh, way you just moved balls being tucked um the drag show yeah there was another drag showcase on the saturday night um which was actually a variety of of performers of multiple genders uh which was lovely and it was great it was such good fun it was the first bilingual one so there were lots of french performers which was really lovely it's by law
0: in france everything has to be into yeah that's why everything like it was weird because when i was on the panel it was being translated into sign language and in french and i'm like I never said anything. I don't say anything important enough to be translated into multiple languages. Now you
1: have. Well, no, I mean, I still don't think so, but it was nice of them to have it. Nice. So it was hosted by Aubrey Wadonga. Yes. And um, Aquila. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten the second name. Aquila. Aquila. Both brilliant hosts Mm -hmm. and great performers. They got to perform as well as host.
0: Yes, which was great, and
1: yeah, just such a high standard. Dona's
0: lucky she's not; she wasn't hosting this year. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I'd see a Dona lip sync. I,
1: I would love to see a Dona lip sync to Enya. Enya, but with Nigella cut into it. Yeah, and she's like baking <gasps> cakes. No, no, whilst performing Caribbean Blue. Oh, she's making some. She's baking some for focaccia,
0: and the song is only time. That she puts on top of the for capture.
1: That's a really weak joke, man.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Out of 10?
1: Two. Okay, I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. It's great that Twitch actually support that. And it's the big highlight of the Saturday night that everyone's looking forward to, everyone goes to watch and has a great time. So thank you, Twitch, for doing that. And then that was TwitchCon, basically. Mm. And Monday, we went around Paris and... Uh, got sunburnt. We had... Uh, got sunburnt. I had a lovely croque madame. Yes. Whatever that is. It's a ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, and, and
0: that, was that the place where I had the, like, sirloin steak, steak and... Yes. Uh, oh, that with bayonet sauce. That was delicious. I could go back there again. I couldn't because it's too expensive, but I could go back there again right now and have one because it was so good. It looked like a very good steak. It was And it was medium rare. And in Paris... Or in France blue. anywhere, yeah. Medium rare, you're like, ooh, that is very rare. It's still twitching. Yeah. Twitching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we went to the Eiffel Tower. Well, we, we didn't w- go up we it. We walked past it. Yeah. Went we to
1: walked the- past the Louvre.
0: We did. We did. I didn't expect it to be there. I was like, oh, oh well, wow, there, there's the
1: Louvre. We saw Notre
0: Dame. We did, and it's a little smoky. Yeah. Sad, sad face. Yes. But it's, I love Paris. Paris is... One of my favorite cities in Europe. It, I love the architecture. I just love the style. People say that the prisons are rude. I didn't find that. I've never found that when I've been there. The prisons are rude. Parisians. Oh. And I would love to be locked up in a French prison. I <laughs> <There> you would. <laughs> would love it. Uh, yeah, bye. And the Art de Triomphe. Oh, yeah, we went because we, when we went to the Tiltify party, we took an Uber, the world's most like terrifying Uber ride ever, with uh, Cafe Ella um and her partner and yeah we were whizzing around and yeah i remember being well going past me and i was like wait a minute that's the arc de triomphe just going, racing past it uh so yeah that was that was an experience
1: it was we love them both we do so yeah paris i didn't think i would like paris that much mm. and actually it was a lot more welcoming than i thought it was going to be and i mean it is a beautiful city mm. and a lot of french came back to me i say a lot I mean, I could communicate enough C. to, oh, well, I kept saying C instead of we oui because of Spanish and Italian instead of French. And I just get them all mixed up. But actually more of the language came back to me where I could actually order things. And I didn't think I could remember a lot of French, but, um, so that was nice. And I think when you, with Parisians, when you make an effort to speak French, they appreciate that. And they do, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Excellent. And then we yeah. Then it was Develop Brighton, which was you were just there on the Wednesday. I was there on the Wednesday and Thursday. Well, I
1: was just there to get drunk and party.
0: Yeah, which you did, and I didn't get into the party, which is very disappointing. Because we've been saying like, oh yeah, you won't be able to get in. You're not going to be able to get in because it's, it's ticketed only. and All oh, you can only get in if you know somebody or etc. 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 And then like a day before, someone was like, tickets are all sold out. I'm like oh, I didn't realize tickets were on sale. I didn't either. <laughs> I know. But it was fine. But it was my like, name was put on
1: a list on the morning of.
0: But, but like during, on the Wednesday, I was, I met like a bunch of people and they're all like, oh, are you going to the uh, GI party
1: tonight? And I'm like,
0: no, I wish, but no, I couldn't. And honestly, I was absolutely shattered. I didn't eat from 7am to like 7pm uh, accidentally. Well, that was silly, wasn't it? Yeah. So I was ready to just drop when I went back.
1: I enjoyed a nice evening in on my own. And I had a nice evening with colleagues as well. Good. Met some lovely people who were very complimentary about my work. i know about to say they rubbed your ego. (laughs) Oh yeah, no one's ever
0: complimentary about you, are they? No. Yes, they are. You just hate it. You try and block it from (laughs) your memory. But no, it was was a nice evening. Yeah. And then... Just getting nice close to the mic because you've been a bit quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: I can lean in if you'd like.
0: No, we don't want any ASMR. There are people... People might be listening to this... (sighs) it's not even being picked up. Um, wow. But like, people might be on the way to work listening to this. They don't want to get erections or.
1: tingles. Okay. I... That's what ASMR gives you. It gives it the tingles. Oh, I thought it was. It's like the tingles down your spine. Okay. Good. I nearly said something I would have regretted. No. So, Thursday, we should get to what we've been playing this week. Yeah. And on Thursday, I finally finished and platinumed Final Fantasy 16.
0: Ed, what have you been playing?
1: Final Fantasy XVI. Good. Um, we've been talking about it a lot the last few weeks because it's been the big game of the moment and obviously we chatted with Ben last time. So it's been the game of the moment. I'm now a little bit sick of it. But I'm glad I got the Platinum. Had I not just done it, I wouldn't have carried on, to be honest. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have played it again. Well, no, I would have done, but in a, in a few years or something. So I'm glad that I just did it now and mm-hmm. blasted through it and, and got the Platinum. It was not particularly difficult, Platinum. I quite enjoyed playing the game a second time. I skipped all of the cutscenes. I still have played it for a total of 88 hours, but I skipped all the cutscenes. But because it's New Game Plus, you've unlocked all of the icon abilities, so you can use them all from the start. And it means that you can then really mix and match and change your strategy a bit more, which you don't quite get the opportunity to do in the base game. So that was fun. But I am glad that I'm done with that now. I'm a little bit, Sick of 16 just yeah because of playing it oh, and, yeah and we've talked about it so much I've written about it a lot um, we've chatted with Ben so it's just been a big thing and I'm looking forward to playing something else for a while now but yeah. uh, I'm glad that I stayed up and did that on Thursday night
0: And yes so, speaking of Ben uh, that was one thing that's happened the last week. The uh, interview went quite viral. It did. On TikTok, Thanks especially. Thanks to everyone who
1: watched it and shared it.
0: Yeah, like I said, thank you. Anybody that has found us, especially uh, through that. But yeah, we had like nearly half a million views on TikTok. The YouTube, like the whole interview on, uh, well, the whole podcast on YouTube's like 13,000. That is uh, wild. Yeah. The fact that we, sometimes we, well, in the past we put up uh, podcasts and they've had like 12 views, which we appreciate every single one of those 12 views. But like when it's some, like pops up as 13,000, there's like thousands of people watching the reels and the shorts and TikToks. It's uh yeah, it is wild, 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 wild. And
1: very much appreciated.
0: Definitely. And it honestly it's kind of lit a bit of a fire, I think, under both of our arses. Cause we're currently in the planning stages of getting another guest on who mm. is who's uh who actually works in game well, works in kind of the development stage of games in uh, localization. So It's just something that if you are interested in, like, how games are made, especially with bits, well, especially in areas that are maybe not so heavily written about or featured about, then, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll find it really interesting.
1: Mm. I look forward to that. Mm. So after finishing 16, I was looking through my list of what am I going to play. And I've gone back to Diablo 4, which is not very good. It's really boring. It's really mindless. (sighs) Wow. Brave. I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm finding it a bit dull, but I can't stop playing it. I am horribly addicted to it. And I think that is the way that they've made that game. There's always something to do, there's always an extra something that you can say, Oh, I'll just carry on and do that. And then suddenly, five hours have gone by. Hmm. You're never quite as powerful as you want to be, even after you level up and you get a new ability and whatever. You're still never quite as strong as you want to be, so it's just that constant drive to keep playing. It just really sucks you in. I'm glad that there aren't a lot of monetization things in it. I mean, there are. There's a season coming and season pass, and you can yeah. buy cosmetics. But I'm glad that that's all, and that you can play it without that monetization. I hope otherwise, so. it's a full price game. Well, yeah, but I think otherwise it would definitely come across as very predatory, and I think maybe that's what Diablo Immortal was like.
0: I only pl- I didn't play in... I think I played the first 15 levels or something and they don't push it at all then. Mm. It's later on, I think, when they're like, you need to pay to get the best seasonal
1: stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I'm a bit addicted to this. I feel like I'm in just a relationship with this game that I don't want to be, but I, I want to just finish it. So I'm yeah, going to mainline... You, you the say main...
0: you're addicted, but like once you see credits,
1: will you put it down? Yes. Okay. Because... I probably could carry on and play more, but I think for me, the story is always the most important thing in a game. And in Diablo, I could not tell you a single thing about the story. I'm vaguely interested. I am vaguely watching, but I'm more just mindlessly tapping buttons. The story is not really grabbing me, but once I finish that story and I've done the main quest, I'm I'm done with it and I'm ready to move on. So I need to play some more 14. I need to play Octopath Traveler. I need to finish Zelda. So they are the next ones for me. Yeah. Cool. What have you been playing, Ben?
0: Yeah, well, I have been playing a game that I hadn't even heard of the last time we did a podcast mm. uh, called Dave the Diver. Now, you've not played it, so feel free to ask as many questions. Where
1: did you hear about it first? Uh,
0: is that a question that you know the answer? No, I'm genuinely oh, wondering. Genuinely... Like, because, because it's a
1: game that's popped up out of nowhere, and like yeah. you say, you didn't know about it last time. So yeah. where did you actually hear about it?
0: I think... I generally think it had popped up on Steam like during the sale because the Steam sale was on and I think Dave the Diver had come out but Dave the Diver had a discount because Steam games when they go on when they're first released they have a 10% discount usually so or 15% and so that was up there on the sales and I was like Dave the Diver this looks interesting and it had really good reviews and it said it had just come out and like it was just really it just seemed really interesting and then I clicked on it and just the description sold it for me. It was, Tell us, Ben. What's the description? The description. Well, I could actually read out the full description. No, no I want your description. Okay. My, well, my description is that it is a relaxing adventure. No, a relaxing exploration game where with elements or with RPG elements slash survival elements. during the day and then at night well no
1: you have a question before I do this no no carry on at night you are managing a sushi restaurant I was going to say cut the genre bullshit what am I doing in this game what are you actually doing during the day you go looking
0: for fish and you
1: exploration no you're fishing okay great all right
0: Thank you, my mentor. <laughs> yeah, during the day you're going fishing, you're going hunting for the fish, and then at night you but turn that fish a, into sushi. It's not as simple as just fishing, though, right? Not at all. And in fact, if you go to youtube.com dot uh, there will be a quick look later this week, and yeah, it'll be a couple of minutes to just me explaining what you do in it and why it's cool. Uh, but yeah, it's a brilliant game, and yeah, like during the day, it is just it is very relaxing. You're exploring the ocean, you know, find you know, cutting kelp, stabbing fish, shooting stabbing. sharks. Well, you do stab it if it's a bit too close to you. But yeah, you can, you can stab them, you can shoot them, you can whatever, uh, electrocute them. You can, or, or you can just catch them in a net. So there are various ways of catching these fish, and various other objects like rocks. And there's malt vinegar that might be in a random box under there. There's lots of things weirdly placed underneath under the uh, the ocean, which is a bit odd. But it is 2D. It's it is pixelated, but it's like high quality pixels it's, well, it's not it's all of...
1: characters and then 3d worlds
0: yes but i mean the 3d worlds are also kind of pixely but with depth it it's a lot prettier than you can probably than you imagine if you think oh it's a pixel game or it's a game with pixel characters and stuff you probably you don't realize just how pretty this is because it is gorgeous mm. um but yeah so yeah that's it during the day just going out getting these fish and then at night it becomes less kind of relaxing and exploratory it's just frantic Hey, let's open the sushi restaurant. Five hours in in the game, it's like I don't know a minute and a half. You're serving people, you're refilling their drinks, you're upgrade up, uh, updating the menu because you run out of things and you have to keep keep adding them. You're cutting the, uh, rubbing the, um, grating the wasabi. You're cleaning things up. It's just super super hectic. Um, and obviously, like the more you do that, the more money you get, and that money you can use to hire staff who will help you with this. And you can upgrade your restaurant, or the up, uh, upgrade the like the customization of the restaurant to make it look prettier. Um, you can also use that money to upgrade your snorkel for when you're exploring the ocean in the morning. Like there's just there are so many, or the, not the snorkel, but the um, like the air pumps or the air canisters on the back, gas canisters. You're not a diver, are you? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah, the giant. I don't know your scuba suit. Scuba suits. Yeah, you upgrade yeah, you upgrade so you can upgrade so many different things. But you yeah. can upgrade things in the restaurant, but you can also upgrade things in the diving area. Uh or in the di- in your diving suit. So yeah, so you that's like the two things. During the day, you're doing that, and then at night you're doing the sushi restaurant. However, there is an interesting story, and there are lots of like really charismatic characters, and they all have a bit of a parody. they're all like a bit of a parody of a certain type of person, like the influencer or the scientist, or you know, a pirate or kind of like the lazy guy who just sits at the dock and owns a boat. So like, they're all very kind of parodies of those characters. But the story is very interesting. I'm only five, six hours in and it has started going weird places, which oh. I'm intrigued to follow. But yeah, the start, you do your... Because it's not just a basic kind of exploration and management game. At the very beginning, it's like, ooh, there's this... Should go down there. There's an ancient civilization of the sea people. Uh, See if you can find an artifact, and uh, lo and behold, you do. But it moves quite quickly, and that's what I also found with the upgrades as well. You upgrade things pretty quickly. It's quite cheap to get your first few upgrades. I don't know how slow or how grindy it becomes later on, but it still seems pretty. You know, if you, you can wait a couple, you could probably do a couple of days and nights in the restaurant and you can earn enough for pretty much any upgrade you'd want at this moment
1: it seems like it's the kind of game you can play for about 20 minutes and then 20 minutes turns into like six hours
0: yeah because one day is probably one day which includes two scuba sessions one in the morning one in the evening uh, one in the afternoon and then the sushi stuff in the in the evening that's probably about 25 30 minutes because it, it, it lasts, like the more you go into the game, the longer you can go down, like the further you can go into the depths of the ocean, but also the longer or the more oxygen you've got. So, yeah. I think my longest dive, I just did my longest dive, which was 10 minutes. And then you can do two of those. So, it, like, I could probably do two, 10 minutes. And then it's like five minutes. So, yeah, 25 minutes or so um, in total. But, like, once you've done, once you've dived once, you're going to dive again and then you're like well you're not going to stop there so you want to go and like sell everything that you've done in the restaurant so that's like the natural way to finish it is to do one day but it's very very easy to just go i'll just do one more day Mm. and it's also steam deck verified i've played it on the steam deck it runs like butter on there there is no hiccup no issues whatsoever
1: i might have to steal your steam deck to give this a go,
0: you will steal it when I'm not on it because I think that's going to be kind of my game to play in the evening. And yeah, the quick look's going to be going up on YouTube very soon uh, with a hypometer. Oh, yeah. I, I, the reviews are going to have the like scores are for reviews, but when I also want to do videos for when I'm kind of early on in a game and uh, put the hypometer on. So and is it
1: hypometer or hypometer? Hypometer, hypometer, hypometer.
0: I don't know. Probably
1: is hypometer, isn't it? I have no idea. Um, Call it whatever you like, Ben.
0: I haven't decided, to be honest. That'll be one thing I decide when I put the video together. What
1: will the hype be measured in? Heat.
0: How hot is Dave the Diver? It's going to be... See, I've I've got my thesaurus out. Oh. And for Dave the Diver, the
1: level is... hot. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Your thesaurus told you that?
0: Yeah, I was like, you know what?
1: What did you look up for a comparison word? Warm. No, it's
0: it's hotter than warm, but it's not quite scorching. What's the top? Sizzling. Uh, sizz- sizzling is a good one, yeah. Grilled. Uh, bloody boiling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but that will. So um, it's
1: a northern hypometer.
0: A northern hypometer, yeah. A Northern <laughs> hypometer. <laughs> or hi- northern hypermeter. Um, but yeah. No, that that will be that's gonna be fun but I'll do I think anything that gets like a hot or a sizzling or whatever then I'll probably play through to the end and do a review if, it, if I play something and it's absolute shite I'll still make a video for it but it'll be like it's cold there's not gonna be a review
1: no 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 it's not cold it's absolute shite yeah I'll, that's the hypometer fucking freezing <laughs> <laughs> got frostbite well I hope the sushi isn't sizzling hot no, you do not want hot sushi. No, you do
0: not. But anyway, that is Dave the Diver. Excellent. Go and play it. It's very it's an indie game, and that's another thing as well. And I'm gonna mention it in the quick look, is like that's one of the things I love about indie games. They can take risks, they take bizarre choices. Like, hey, yeah, it's a deep sea diving sushi management game. No one else like you're not gonna get a triple A publisher going and doing that. Whereas an indie game, you're like, yeah, look, this I've got this vision and I know it's yeah, gonna look. work. What?
1: Yeah, look. What? you just went really northern that sounds sorry <laughs> it's we're saying bloody boiling here look uh here, look here look this game's great
0: how offensive <laughs> to other northerners but yeah i i just can not play it it's brilliant and yeah it's a really cool indie game and when i was at develop um i don't know twitchcon so much but i think at develop i was i mentioned it to like four or five different people because there was a lot of socializing and a lot of networking and obviously games came up because it was a games conference. And so many people were like, oh my God, it's great. Or it just sounds amazing. I really want to go and play it. So a lot of people have already heard about it. I think it's been you've out a couple of weeks. Me. Great. If I can convince you to play a game. That's is saying it saying something. Is it...
1: How high up on your list is it? Because I know you've got like 17 games that you want to play. I feel like if I'm going to play it, I need to play it soon. Yes, because the hype might dive down. The hype might drop. It might go from hot to warm. Yeah. And might even... Go to tepid, we wow. can't have that. Yeah, no, no, we can't have tepid hype, no, it no. must always be sizzling, Sizz- exactly. unlike the sushi. But then, if you're busy playing it, then I can't possibly take it away from you, so I might have to wait. I'll stream it. Is it a good stream game? Oh, yeah, what, yeah, stream- yeah. I mean, you streamed it today, I
0: streamed it today, and people seem to love it. Um, I think there's a few people that might be like literally buying it and playing it
1: right now. Right now, where's the commission? Yeah. Well, speaking of other people, let's see what the folks at home have been playing. Nice. Uh, We begin with Mr. Wibble, who says, happy SJ answer time. And a happy SJ answer time to you, Mr. Wibble. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I have played A Tale of Paper Refolded, which is a lovely stylish puzzle game, A Little Nightmares and Inside, telling its story only through visuals. You're a character who is made of paper. Funny Mm -hmm. that. And you can change shapes by folding themselves and use that to overcome the hurdles. It was a fun about two and a half hour long experience. not too difficult or punishing. I play more of it, play more of it if it existed.
0: Oh, I actually read a review of it. Um, Is it quite recent? Yeah, uh, the review gave it A4. Oh
1: nice. Why are you looking at me like that? Was that a joke? The review gave it A4, four. A4. Four. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> You're smiling. You're smiling. I'm not smiling. <laughs> that is, is a smile. I'm not smiling. That is a smile. We need to bring that to the video. We are gonna be that's another thing we're gonna bring back video soon once I've got a second camera, but then they'll see you smiling at my jokes. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the funny thing is no American will get that joke because A4 is not a thing over there. So apologies. They have different sizes. It's really annoying. Mm. Especially if you've got an American printer that automatically defaults to whatever shite shape and size
1: they have. All right. Oh, sorry, where were we? Mr. Wibble also dove into AutomaChef, where you engineer automated production lines for orders in a restaurant which is owned by a robot. It's like the kitchen part of Plate Up meets actual engineering and automation design. It was a bit tricky to get a hang of things, but once I understood the components and the timing aspects, it's very rewarding to see your designs come to life and churn out burgers or cheesy fries or cheese dogs. I really enjoy it. Speaking of pipelines, I've also been nerding and spinning up a Minecraft server on a Kubernetes instance. I don't know what that means. Simply to see if I could. That counts as playing, right? Sure. Let's go with that. Chaddy, this week I've been playing two games The first of which is Dave the Diver Hey! I know Ben has been playing it and I'm sure he will agree how fun it is The main cycle of the game involves diving into the deep blue for fish To stock your sushi restaurant that opens in the evening In addition to this, there is also a story involving finding a lost tribe Uncovering secrets and new ways to get stock for your restaurant This includes both crop and fish farms Even after several hours in the game, there are still new mechanics, gear and areas to discover Oh yeah The gameplay loop always feels fresh A fresh catch Uh, and running the restaurant and seeing the cash roll in is very satisfying. Despite there being some elements of combat, the game is extremely chill and casual and played at your own pace.
0: Yeah, I've I've said it in the preview that it's chilled, but then there were moments today where I like died. I mean, you died. I died at least twice. And I mean, the bit when you're kind of racing to the surface, you've got 3% oxygen left and like two sharks are kind of on your heels and you're running out of energy, then then it's a little bit more stressful. I mean, maybe if you're good at
1: games, it's chill. I am, but I like to, you know, push. I don't want to go out there and just play it safe. Sure. High risk, high reward. Nice. The devs have also been wonderful in providing hot fixes every day for the first week to allow for players to have as smooth a smoother game as possible. I think they have just hit one million sales. They have. A superb game of, uh, of one I didn't know whether I would enjoy. How Wrong I Was, 10 out of 10. Oh, Chaddy. High praise indeed. Another game, although quite a few years old now, I've been playing is Dishonored 2. Mainly just for the story, I'm enjoying using powers and traversing the environments. As I've not played for a while, it feels fresh. I always try and play stealthy and go for non-lethal takedowns of the main villains, but usually it results in me going in guns blazing and murdering every enemy that comes my way. That's a mood. I'm about 40% through the campaign and look forward to continuing the story. Mm. Have you played Dishonored?
0: Uh, no, but I bought them. <laughs> I, I have mean, played that's a bit of... very you. I've played Half of Prey, if that counts.
1: No. Well, oh.
0: It's the same. Well, kind of. Similar company.
1: Um, Gemma, I've been playing a little to the left, which is an organizing puzzle game about your dick. No, it's to the right. I love that it requires all different types of solutions.
0: Excuse me. It's definitely to the left. It is.
1: I love that it requires all different (laughs) types of solutions. So it makes you think about each puzzle uniquely instead of just doing the same thing over and over in harder ways, which is how puzzle games usually go. I also love that there is a daily tidy. So there's, so there's a short new puzzle. I should every have a day. daily tidy, to be honest. Yes, please, please do. <laughs> bedroom's a mess. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't love how the hints are done, though. If you need a hint, it shows you the solution to the whole puzzle, which you can reveal part of or only a section. But I wish it gave an in-game nudge for a hint, as opposed to showing the solution. I want an I want an idea, not the answer agreed Mm. i like it when a puzzle game is like here's what maybe the first step is and then you can continue rather than it should be like this is where you need to get to and then how do you work that out
0: what games have done that because there are some games that i know that have done that really well
1: i think i've totally forgotten what it's called but there was a game that i played where you had to make like a train track or um a road was it called road Something. It was like little mini levels and it had a really good yeah. hit system. Moni played it as well. I've totally forgotten what it's called. Oh, well, you read it out and I'll hunt it down for you. Thank you. Uh, Michael, I'm sort of between games at the moment and haven't played much this week. I've been bouncing between a couple of things, including Live Alive or Live Alive, Live Alive, Live Alive, whatever you want live to alive. call it. And Rigid Force Redux.
0: Was it Please I'm, Fix the Road? Yes. Yeah, there you go.
1: Michael's been playing Rigid Force. Redux. Rigid Force. I bet it's a Rigid Force. Oh, wait, this is turning into... On Switch. Um not on Switch. Nothing has really stuck, says Michael. I would like <laughs> to know more about Rigid Force Redux and why that has not stuck. <laughs>
0: Please. Uh, rigid Force. I mean, What's... there's also
1: rigid, rigid Force Alpha. What's not to like about a Rigid
0: Force? So Rigid Force, um, it's a side-scrolling shooter genre. With handcrafted 3D models.
1: Now I'm less interested. Yeah, it actually... That's just it's probably quite cool. Yeah, it's is scrolling. it scrolling Is it basically trying to be R-Type? Because R-Type is quite good.
0: I feel like it might be a... Is it an old, old game and then this has been the... Well, if it's Redux, I guess there's a remake. Oh, I thought Redux is like re, when you Redux your... your um, you on what is, your what
1: is that hand motion thing when you're cooking and you redux your that must be a frying pan yeah and as opposed got, to you know stroking a, a a rigid force I mean if
0: that handle was that small I you know wouldn't be here wow <laughs> be yeah, a rigid rigid force redux because I think there was rigid force alpha which is something different but it came out in 2018 okay on switch ps4
1: Microsoft Windows Xbox oh no well, maybe maybe next week Michael can tell us more about his rigid force. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Uh Debs, this past week I finally finished playing the first Walking Dead game. Still slowly working on that backlog. The story is so good in this game, and it was even a game that made me cry. Yeah. I had a tough time deciding how I wanted the story to end, and I would like to eventually replay it again to see if I can if I can get another outcome. Also looking forward to continuing the series as well. It's fun. I quite like the Walking Dead. Yeah, I never I, I'm fed up of uh, zombie games that's true i've also spent a lot of time playing dave the diver oh, you're, you're not, not alone ben you, i keep thinking you're it's not cool i keep you're not not thinking different. it's i know i keep thinking it's dave the diver dave um, which i have no regrets about getting during the steam sale see, nobody has any regrets it's a great game you should
0: play it right now in nice. fact don't
1: i won't say too much about this game yet to avoid spoilers but honestly this game keeps surprising me with how much it has in it the pixel art style is super cute Been loving the storyline and also the animations have been giggling every single time. It is very definitely recommend everyone check this one out.
0: Because Dave is like he is I think he is I can't remember exactly the very beginning bit of it, but I think he is a diver but he gets hired to do all this you stuff. You think? No, but like... He's... I
1: mean, he's called Dave the Diver. Yeah, but I don't know if he was a diver. Diver is his surname. He is Dave the Diver. So yeah. surely that's what he's going to do.
0: Well, but I don't know if he becomes a diver at the beginning or if he's got like experience of it, but he, he acts like somebody... I think somebody... his mother
1: called him Dave the Diver and was like, this is what you're going to fucking do for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. Go get some fish and make me some sushi. Okay. I'll add the know it all. You were named <laughs> perfectly.
0: Uh, but I think like that, the humor in that game is really good. But also he's just kind of sarcastic and uh very real so he, there are people that are like all the other people around him are you know the complete parodies of people but he's very kind of real and it's how he reacts to them that makes me laugh a lot
1: is he a relatable character
0: yes he's a portly kind of shite that is what he does guy who just doesn't really want to do all this work
1: but has to well he is when you play him Deb's also got Coral Island during the Steam sale which I think many people here have already played in the beginning the game was a little laggy for me but after adjusting my window settings that seemed to help the issue the game is not in its official release yet but I have been enjoying yet another farming style game I've spent many hours trying to clean up the ocean and I'm still not done yet I also have no idea who I will date yet because everyone in this game is so hot oh they are how does one even choose how did you choose Ben I didn't but like I think that's like that game shows that
0: people don't necessarily have types because it's such a diverse oh, yeah. cast and everybody's hot. So I'm like, oh, I don't have a type. My type is hot.
1: Debs does have her eyes on someone, although I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, where, your thumb is. where your thumb is. Chayem? Chayem? I don't uh, know. Your guess is as good as mine. Well, you've played the game. So I, I don't think, think it's voice acting.
0: Is. I don't think it is. I well, can't... I
1: presume you know who the character is though. No, no idea.
0: There must be. I played it, so I played Coral Island when it first went into early access, and was like, "This is brilliant." There's a lot of it that's not there, but it is brilliant, and I'm gonna go back to it when everything is there and just get lost in it for dozens and dozens of hours.
1: I guess this person is new, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Last but not least is Witchwood, which is a crafting adventure-style game. You're an old witch and you go on an adventure to help collect and craft various items. There is quite an interesting group of characters you also have to help in your adventures. This is another game with an interesting art style. At times, it may be a little repetitive for some people, but it's a great game to just relax and chill with. Nice. Nice. Deb's there with four games. Four? I
0: can tell that the uh, st- yeah, I can tell the Steam sale's on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is true.
0: Excellent. Well, should we go into the news? Because we have uh, been talking quite a bit about TwitchCon, so we are a little bit over. I must say, by the way, I love the Eurogamer podcast, one of our rival podcasts uh, that you are in. and uh, Not really a rival. But... And you can see in the corner, there's you there with your dad uh, in the corner. It's nice to see you. It's weird to see you on, with a different background. What? I'm not commenting on this. I'm going to be professional. Do <laughs> You look like a little... Uh, little kid bless you right wow let's talk about the uh, FTC which stands for the finger uh, fingers
1: tongue and cheek I wonder what you're going to say for C there then <laughs> yeah finger fingering the I think you'll find it's federal trade commission fingering the cat <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually it's even worse Sorry, wait. oh wow <laughs>
1: Uh, Federal Trade Commission. Yes, no, the big (sighs) news this week has been the next step, really, of the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard.
0: Oh, wait, we've got some breaking news coming that Sony and Microsoft have reached a deal. Can you just wait? It's not up
1: there. It's literally the next tab. It is the next tab. Wow. I don't read. God. (laughs) Anyway, this court case happened a couple of weeks ago. Essentially, as I'm sure a lot of people know, Microsoft is trying to buy Activision Blizzard. It's been accepted everywhere, apart from in the UK and in the US. The Federal Trade Commission, FTC, Uh put together a court case against them to try and stop them from doing it. A lot of their argument was around exclusivity of games, particularly Call of Duty and how Microsoft buying Bethesda was setting a precedent because starfield and redfall became exclusive and they thought well look that's going to happen to call of duty we don't want that to happen so earlier this week we finally got the verdict and the us said screw you ftc we're gonna let microsoft buy activision blizzard
0: but weren't they wait screw you ftc Oh, I didn't realise it actually got denied yesterday. Oh, I, yes. I know that... Sorry, yeah. I, I know that they appealed immediately. and then So it was, it was, was denied, yeah. they
1: appealed it, and then the appeal has now also been denied. So okay. it is well and truly over. Sorry, FTC. Well, I mean, big companies are going to always win, especially in America. Well, yeah, and it's Microsoft. They're huge, so, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm sure they put a great And case they're
0: screwing together. over a Japanese company, and they're a US company. Of course they're going to accept it.
1: I didn't say that. So, yes, that is happening. So, essentially, what happens next in this whole thing is that Microsoft now need to find a way around the UK CMA. The CMA have already said that they would be open to reviewing bribes. it again. Oh, so, yeah. No, <laughs> open to bribes. <laughs> open to reviewing it again if there are concessions made. So, whether that is around dropping it will probably be around cloud gaming because that's what the CMA weren't happy with. They didn't want Microsoft to have a monopoly on cloud gaming. They're Which I didn't essentially think they did. trying to future, Well, they're trying to future-proof cloud gaming, basically, as, as, like, new technology. So Microsoft might drop a little bit of cloud gaming control, basically, to try and get around the CMA. But once they do, this will all go through, and that's that.
0: But I'm intrigued to see what part of cloud gaming... Like that they would have a monopoly over. Because, I mean, there's the GeForce Now. That's not part of this deal. The, that's, like, pretty popular, isn't it? I think game, although Game Pass is on there. um, Maybe that's it. PlayStation Now is dead. I mean, but this is the PlayStation, the Project Q, which is their kind of... It's not really cloud, though, is it? It's just streamed really. from your PlayStation. But yeah. maybe it could be in the future. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about the fact that now there's just it's just going to be it's going to give the green light to every company to buy every other company and we'll be just left with these two giant ones
1: pretty much yeah Ugh. I think there's going to be a lot of acquisitions now knowing that this will go through I wonder who Sony have been eyeing up and thinking we're not going to buy them yet we're gonna wait and see what happens here because then they can, and now this has gone through yeah. I think Sony could probably be like great now we're gonna buy whoever Square
0: enix But if Sony wanted to buy, let's say, Square Enix, they're not going to announce it now because everyone will be like, oh, well, so why are you pissing off? Why are you getting angry about Microsoft wanting to buy it? So, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, No, give us more choice. I'll just
1: go play indie games instead. Play Dave the Diver. Play Dave the Diver. So another thing that happened early today, which is the most recent news that you just spoiled. Sorry, I did break it to you. Well, you did. Thank you and that is that Xbox, uh, so Microsoft and Sony have actually come to an agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So this was the big sticking point basically of the whole acquisition because Sony were saying, and the FTC especially were saying that Microsoft could make Call of Duty exclusive and Call of Duty is so big, such a moneymaker that that would be unfair. So they have now done a deal to say, no, no, we're going to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. And Microsoft have said that all along, but if, Seems now they have done an official deal where that is down on paper. We know about this because Phil Spencer tweeted about it to say uh, we are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favourite games. Right. Now we don't know how long this binding agreement is for. Maybe so it could be for literally three years, and then they're like, "Sorry, see you later." Or Sorry, is that it like be quite funny?
0: Are they gonna then? Maybe they'll just rename it. We're now called, uh, you know, Call of... Booty. Booty. uh, Or Duty Calls. Duty Calls.
1: Duty Calls.
0: (laughs) That's going to be... It's going to be renamed, then it'll only be on Xbox. It's going to be shit. Uh,
1: I'm not smiling. I refuse. Yeah, you are. Mm. So that's, that is uh, the Microsoft news. Oh, thank God there's more Final Fantasy news. I know. Well, I thought I'd throw it in just because we love it so much. I mean, we, we do love it. We lot.
0: do love it. We just both, are kind. I mean, I've got literally just one playthrough. i just got to do the hard mode playthrough uh, to get the platinum plus like the, the extra bit that you get from that. But I think I might stop for a little while before playing it. You said you might have to wait two or three years. I think I might do it later this year before Game of the Year stuff.
1: But I, yeah. That's fair. Or maybe when
0: I can play it on uh, the Project Q. There you go.
1: So Yoshida has previously said that the game was a one off. It's a complete story. They're not doing DLC. And that was definitely a very good thing because one of the big criticisms of 15 is that it had all these extra bits of DLC and it was just really complicated. 13 as well, they had an extra two games to continue the story for some reason. So with 16 they said look this is this is a one-off game this is complete it's a complete story and that was a very good thing I think I think it, it, you know that's praiseworthy a lot of people are happy with that but also people are really enjoying Valisthea the world and people want more so they've now sort of gone back on it a little bit to say Ooh. that they will consider or they're looking at their options so they might still turn around and say no we're not in DLC sorry mm. but they they might do dlc they might consider yeah. it
0: i imagine that they might have had a few possibility things like you know i mean they'll, of course they wouldn't have even they wouldn't have done the whole game and just had no intention of doing anything but they'll have had you know if it was a huge success and people were begging for it of course
1: they'd have kind of contingency plans to put in oh i'm sure and i'm sure they were probably being conservative of just in case this doesn't sell well yeah let's not say we're doing dlc but who knows? yeah like
0: for spoken yeah. that did really badly and then they released DLC for that if they can do DLC for Forspoken that everybody was like oh then they can do it for this
1: part of me doesn't want DLC oh no it doesn't need it I, I don't think it needs it it is a complete story and I like that it is complete and I would much prefer they just moved on to Final Fantasy 17 to be honest
0: the only DLC I'd want is maybe Izzy is a prequel I, I, I wouldn't want something added to the game that's already there because I think that's fine I don't need... but Like like a,
1: a mini episode, story episode.
0: Yeah, a story episode from the start. That would be fine. Or maybe, I don't know, or they could have DLC that adds kind of a game in it or various other things. It'd be like Death Stranding's DLC when what they added that. they
1: just that. added Triple Triad.
0: Yeah, and you can go and talk to... Oh my God, imagine how more relatable all the characters would suddenly be if you could then go and beat them at Triple Triad. That'd be great. What about if they did add some stuff like the Death Stranding director's cut when they added like loads of kind of mini games you could race. There was like a racetrack mini game in that. And there's that was an interesting DLC because it didn't really add too much story, but it just developed the world a
1: lot more with side stuff. I mean, I think it's gameplay that people want more of because mm. a lot of the quests are a bit fetch questy. Yeah. They're, they're very good for story. Definitely going to play them. Yeah, but I think people want a bit more variety in gameplay. So who knows? Exactly. Yoshida actually said that he, I mean, this is this is him just thinking off the top of his head. It's not official, mm. but he did say that it would be cool to play as Sid. Exactly. We're just going to take a very quick break,
0: and we're back just like that. You didn't notice anything. No. Where did you go, Ben? I went and had a shit. <laughs>
1: Because I I didn't think you were going to be honest about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I be honest. Well, I did it out of the goodness of my fart because I was sat here and I could tell I was needing one, and it was, and I you didn't notice, but I did a little couple of farts, and I'm like, I'm not going to just sit here farting away for the last five minutes while in pain, while our lovely salmon dinner comes knocking at the door. So I was like, you know what? We can. We're not doing this live. That's the great thing about doing it live. I can pause it and we'll go and uh, and return. Wow. <laughs> so what else has been in the news, Ed? What
1: else? <laughs> well, we were talking about Final Fantasy DLC, if you remember. I just let, From, you know, two hours ago. <laughs> I just had a DLC. <laughs> um, so a couple of PlayStation bits to finish off. Firstly, we now have a launch date and a price for the PlayStation 5 Access Controller, which is the accessibility controller. You might have seen it. It was announced at the start of the year as Project Leonardo. And then they announce the name, the access controller. Which
0: is weird because it's PlayStation Access, but that's also the name of their podcast.
1: It is, yes. <laughs> it's essentially a round controller with lots of buttons that you can take on and off. You can have different sized ones. There's a control stick you can you can use. So there's lots of different configurations of how you can use this controller. You can also pair it with a dual sense. So, for instance, if you wanted to use a dual sense, but then also use this controller as well, you can do that. Or you could maybe have somebody else with a dual sense and then you with the access controller or vice versa so that you can play with somebody else.
0: Yeah, so like if it could be that somebody controls the camera while you're controlling the shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's,
1: yeah. So it's like a co pilot kind of vibe, a which is really nice. Addition. It is a really good addition. I'm really glad that PlayStation are finally doing this. It's taken them a while. Um, Xbox have their accessibility controller already. I think this is cheaper, isn't it? I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not sure how much the Xbox One is. Someone said
0: like the Xbox One requires something extra as well. I don't, don't count me on it. Um, But people seem to be very, very happy with the price. I'll say very happy. I mean, free would be better, but. um, I mean, of course. Yeah, but I think that they seem to be generally happy with the price and uh, for what you're getting. I wonder if you can stick it to a Surface because you've got all this, like, there's kind of like a joystick. And then you say that you oh, yeah? can
1: you can you can stick it on different things it works in the lap it works on top of things um nice. don't look at me like i that. didn't look at you like in any way this is an access controller yeah um yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there are a lot of things that you a lot of different ways of using it so it's very no it's a very flexible to that. it's a very flexible piece of technology which is great is so excuse me it is going to come out on the 6th of december globally just in so, time
0: for christmas
1: Yes, I was about to say Spider-Man, but that's October, isn't it? That is October. So that's coming out in December. It costs seventy-nine pounds ninety-nine. How much? That might differ in other countries, and yeah, it, it have been will pounds, be would it? exactly. It might. It will be available to pre-order directly from the PlayStation Store from July. Excellent. July twenty-first at ten
0: a.m. There you go. Oh yeah, that's when the pre-orders go live. Yeah. Um, and go- then the last bit
1: for a bit of a lull mm. is that you can now buy PlayStation Pasta why on a cardo um I mean, that's posh. which is in the uk it is posh i imagine it would be something from like aldi but no 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 it's a proper pasta company um if you scroll down i've forgotten the name of them um pasta garofalo and uh this pasta is in the shape of the playstation symbols so triangle square circle and x it is x it <laughs> is definitely, it's definitely x the cross um but X, yes. So, yeah, that's fun. You can you can make a pasta dish made with PlayStation symbols.
0: I mean, that is a cool way to sell your pasta. <laughs> that I mean, that is
1: just, yeah. To nerds. To nerds, yeah. Nerds are going to start cooking for themselves. Just do me a favor, everyone, and make sure you cook it al dente. Al dente, yeah. Soft
0: on the outside, hard come on the middle. I'll you. You will.
1: And I will cook it for you properly.
0: Yeah, that's what I do with you. Like every time I'm like, oh, you wouldn't be able to make this. It's too difficult. And then you do it for me.
1: Don't tempt me. What was it the other day? A breakfast burrito is what you now want.
0: Oh, yeah. Somebody is having a breakfast burrito. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think Ed could do that. I definitely could. Really? Yes. I don't think so. Oh, dear. (laughs) And that's it. That is for and that. That is, is the news this week. The news. That is the podcast. Um, a little bit longer today because we've been talking about TwitchCon and develop and everything. One sixteen so far. Oh yeah, I couldn't tell. You, you're trying to work it out. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for watching. Ed, watching. where can we? I'll turn that to you because you were just sat there watching. <laughs> thank you to everyone to uh, everyone for listening. If you want more swapping joysticks, go to swappingjoysticks.com. If you go to SwappingJoysticks.com, it will give you all the links to everything that you could possibly want. Also, we are on Twitter at SwapJoysticks. If you listen to the podcast, feel free to tag us in there um, or give us a follow. That is SwapJoysticks. But Ed, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at Ed underscore Knights. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Threads
0: oh god yeah, yeah so many of them now
1: you can go to them all just look up ed underscore or maybe ed Nights. is one word
0: yeah I think ed Nights. Your one word on one of them aren't you But on one loose guy uh, but yeah I'm BiggestBennis just, in fact if you go to uh, there are all the links at the top there but um, or link.tr is it linktr.ee I think so slash biggestbennis that gives you all the links uh, but yeah if you just type in biggestbennis and whatever platform you're looking for me on on uh, google it'll be up there so nice Excellent. Well, we're going to be back... Well, we'll actually be back later on in the week with Inbox, a question podcast where, you know, you do your Q&As and everything. We'll uh, answer some of your questions. That'll be a bite-sized podcast a bit later on in this week. Please do send us your questions as well. Yes, we will be doing a call for questions in the Discord, which is Discord... That's another thing, actually. A few people have found the Discord uh, through the video that we were talking about uh, or the video that we did with Ben Starr, that interview. If you do want to join our Discord, discord discord.gg slash biggest bennis that's discord.gg slash biggest bennis and
1: uh yeah find us on there and then you can give us your questions you can
0: but yeah we'll be back and we'll be back next monday as well with more swapping joysticks we're getting very very close to episode 100 and time to kind of run out of plans maybe we'll just have a normal one but who knows we'll try and make it special we'll do something for sure definitely thank you very much for watching see you next week listening listening god yeah i'm just
1: the Twitch streamer in I me. I'm off to bed.
0: Bye.